This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. That is what business is to me. You need to keep looking for different angles, always. You need to keep moving. Be creative in the way you do business. Be creative in your business thinking. I'll always evolve and grow along the way. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hi, everyone. I'm Nikki Klosser, and you are listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Today's guest is Wendy DeCromer with Zoom Photo Atelier, and I'm totally butchering that with my Midwestern accent. The way she says it just sounds so beautiful, which you'll hear later in her interview. She's actually from Belgium and she speaks Dutch. I'm pretty much obsessed with Wendy's work. It's absolutely gorgeous. She just it's truly incredible what she creates. She lives in a super small town in Belgium, like I mentioned, and she built a really incredibly successful business there. Her average sale is twenty seven hundred dollars per her portrait shoot, and she averages five shoots a week in a tiny town in Belgium. So Europeans and all of you small town photographers in the States and around the world, this is definitely an episode you do not want to miss. Wendy's journey with photography, it's, it's been really emotional for her and also very empowering for people who know her. She, she kind of reached a breaking point. So it was either end up in the hospital or change her business model. And that's what she did. She changed her business model. She changed the way she does business. And in just a few short years, she has achieved her dreams of just being such a passionate and also incredibly lucrative photography business owner. So today we're going to talk all about how Wendy has made her business work in the farm town. And you'll hear that she's just so passionate and empowering. And honestly, I cried at one point. Um, It's just it's it's such a beautiful interview and discussion that we have today. And I can't wait for you to hear it. So without further ado, here is Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Welcome to our podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. And I can't wait to just chat and tell your story. Oh, Nikki, thank you for having me. So Wendy DeCromer is our guest today. And I just wanted to start out by quickly sharing that she lives in Belgium. She's born and raised in Belgium. And I was super fortunate to have the opportunity to visit Wendy in Belgium in one of her studios when I was on a trip to Italy. I took a little side trip. And she lives in this cool little, I mean, little tiny town. It's just the history and the buildings and the old churches. It's really, really a cool place. And, and Wendy, I'm wondering, can you tell us like around how many people live there and, and, and just what it's like, what life is like there in Belgium and your town? Oh, it's a little, little uh, country town uh, called Lechtervelde. It's about 9,000 inhabitants, uh, I believe. So it's the in the midst of potato country. I mean, it's really farmers and hardworking blue-collar families that live here. So if I look outside my uh, studio window, I can see tractors passing and cows <laughs> in the, nearby. So it's really not a, a rich uh, city or a big city. It's a really small town. Awesome. Okay. So, and the reason I really wanted to just kind of give people a good picture of where you live is we often hear photographers saying things like, you know, I live in a small town and people where I live in a small town won't pay what, what we, what you say we should be charging 
for photos and there just aren't enough clients. And, and I mean, we really hear that quite often as an excuse. And I really wanted to share your story because that this was not an excuse for you. You are doing so amazingly well as a photographer and your work is so beautiful. And I just really wanted people to hear that, that it's possible anywhere. So as we go through your story today, I just, I, I hope people can really remember that you do live in a tiny town. So it's, it's, it's just really cool. And I'm, I'm excited to share everything today. So, okay. Before you got into photography, tell me about what life was like for you. What did you do before you were a photographer? And when, when did you start photography as well? So um, I'm, I'm a mother of three beautiful babies. Let's start there. So I have a family to take care of. And I'm married to this incredible man who is my best friend who has seen me through dark and light. He's, uh, he's just an angel. And um, he's at the backbone of everything I do. So um, I was raised in hardworking parents. My mother cleaned uh, in a mental institution and my father was an electrician in a big factory. So what I saw was two people working themselves to the bones to give their three children what they wanted. So um, we didn't have a lot of a lot of big things or big items growing up. What, what we lacked in items, we did have a laughter and, and joy and, and, and love. So even what my mother has taught me from the get-go when I was a little kid was just that it wasn't the big things that mattered, that it's the art of living was just making every moment count with the people that you love around you. And and I remember there were times that w- the fridge was empty and she was still able to create a festi- festive meal for everybody so wow no I, I I just I just learned from an early age that um even with nothing you always have to look for different opportunities and 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 chances just keep going that's what we were taught as little children wow so that's that's where it all originated from yeah one of the things that I know about you is is you truly still live that way you find the joy and the love and the joy and love makes up for if you don't have the things. I see you raising your family in that way, your kids. It's just, it's really cool. And to know that you got that from your parents, it just, it sounds like they were really amazing people. Oh, I was really fortunate to have that uh, loving environment to grow up with because they gave me the chance to study art. And I know that must have been a big spend for their account, uh, but they still gave me that chance because my mother just knew that ever since I was a little girl I was drawing portraits and I was covered in charcoal and I wasn't the kid playing with the football I was the one with the pencil and the papers and she wanted to give us all three children every chance that we got to pursue our passions say they gave me the opportunity to study art and that's how I became an art teacher at the beginning I uh, studied to become an art uh, school teacher and an English teacher that's where the English comes from probably I just loved connecting with my students making them see the world through different eyes, but um, being a Gemini and uh, being rooted in this narrow-minded Catholic school system, I just noticed that I was slowly losing my spark of joy mm-hmm. and I needed mm-hmm. to do something different. And in that time, my mom got sick and I was uh, pregnant with my first child. And um, when my uh, when my daughter was born, I could see my mother hold that little newborn baby. And I just, I just had this primal instinct to capture time and hold on to these precious mo- memories. So um, not only for me, but seeing, seeing her hold Franne, I just knew that these photos would become priceless someday. So I, uh, I just took a little camera and started shooting and creating these memories because those portraits to this day take them back to 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 a woman that loved my uh, my uh, my unborn baby uh, that was my second uh, uh, child my son and um <laughs> you like have me in tears over here <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry <laughs> no it's good it's oh gosh it's a good reminder of how important you know, the people are in our life and, and when they're gone, and I'm saying this because I know your mother did pass away and when they're gone, it's, you know, we have the memories, but, and we have photos and that's it. Right. I mean, that's just it. After I, after I lost my mom, I, uh, I was a little bit angry at the world and I needed a way to come back from that anger, from the negative energy. I needed to, to make it into a positive again. So I took some time from work, maternity leave, 
and um, I, uh, I uh, had to focus again and come back to my roots, to my family and captured their journey as they were uh, looking into the world with these beautiful big eyes and full of wonder and excitement. And, and I started with a little Nikon D50 with a kit lens and uh, taking these portraits and seeing that, that wonder in, in my kids' eyes. And, and, that, and slowly it gave me a reason again to, to laugh and to enjoy everything that was around me. So uh, that's how I, I started with photography. Wow. And when did your mother pass away? She passed away in 2005. 2005. Okay, wow. Yeah. It sounds like she really inspired you, I mean, to, to, to keep pursuing art and photography. And it just sounds like she was a big part of, of this journey for you. Yeah. I, well, um, I had to come back to, to, to that for a little while. I had to, to find my roots again after you lose a parent. That's, that's what you, you, you tend to do. You, yeah. you, I felt a little bit lost. So I, I stuck with uh, what was most important to me at the time. And that was my family. And I remembered the promise I made to my mother at the end of her living journey. She had this feeling of not having lived her best life, mm-hmm. meaning mm-hmm. she'd given up on her dreams as a young woman woman and her passions. She wanted to become um, a hairdresser, funnily enough. And uh, her parents said, no, that's not a real profession. You need to go work. And she worked in a factory. And after she got married and had a baby, she wanted to do something along the lines of um, catering business or something along those lines. And my father said, well, we have small children. You'll never be home and you'll be working with other people on holidays. So he said no to that. And she gave up to that dream. So for her, it was um, the last conversation we had or I had with my mother she made me promise to actively pursue my dreams and to love the people that were in my life and live a life of gratitude meaning that I had to use the God-given gift like she would say it of my creativity and uh, if I were to neglect that she would come and find me (laughs) she she would (laughs) have So I, uh, I learned from that day that nobody's promised a tomorrow and, uh, and my why is deeply rooted in that promise. What an incredible gift she's given you. And, then, and now oh. you're giving it to your children. I mean, yep. for them to see that you're, you're living your dream and your passion. And I mean, what, what better gift could you give to your children? It's just, it's oh, remarkable. I, yeah, it's so funny that you should say that. We had this little game this uh, past uh, Christmas and they could, uh, we had this little jar with questions and then they could each uh, get a, a question out of the jar, a jar and then they uh, had to ask the question and then you just had to respond and, or and reply. And the question for me was, or I had to ask to my children, what would you change? And they said, nothing. And I was expecting, well, we need a little bit more time with you. You're always working. You're always busy. And they said nothing because you're showing us that whatever we want to become, we can become. We can create whatever we want to. And and I said, I must have done something right along the line. So uh, that was a little proud moment. <laughs> yeah. How insightful of them. And, and I'm sure you're teaching that to them along the way. It's yeah. just absolutely amazing. Wendy, I'd love to get a picture of the process of of going from when you quit your teaching job to being really incredibly successful and having this big, beautiful studio with a salon in it. I'd love to hear how that process went. Oh, I I gradually um, started to slow down on my teaching job. So I was working part-time at that time. But I built a little attic studio above my washing room. You could hear the laundry going, <laughs> the laundry machine going off downstairs. And people had to walk up a little wooden ladder to get upstairs if they were 20 or 90. It didn't matter. And then you came in the attic and it had an angled roof. So I had everything stacked against me because there was no light there. But that was my safe haven. I was, I was finally able to do what I uh, wanted to do. And um, so that's where it all started in a little attic room above my laundry. So I was adamant to make it happen no matter what. And were you, um, but at the time... I was going to say, yeah. were you charging at this point? Like, or was it, were you just oh, building no, a portfolio? I, wasn't, I, I was just, I, I was not charging. And if I was charging, I wasn't charging enough because I still had my safety net of my part-time art teaching. Right. 
So um, my uh, my family was not um, depending on me yet, right. but little did I know. It's interesting that you say that. I wonder if there are people out there who sort of don't do the jump to the industry standard pricing because they do still have that safe paycheck coming in. So when, at what point did you start charging? When were you ready to start taking money for this? I think I started charging um, around 2012, somewhere along that time range. So we're talking 2006 to 2012. So those first, first few years were really building portfolio, uh, teaching myself how to photograph, because at that time I was even scared to take a photography class. In my mind, there was still a male-dominated landscape. So uh, YouTube was my turn to, and I shot everything that moved, babies, families, weddings, every genre in between, whilst I was teaching during the day. And then at nighttime, I was learning what an F-stop was, what ISO was. Um, but um, having lost my mom, I, I just desperately wanted to create beautiful portraits of women surrounded with the people they loved. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. But these women I was photographing kept saying, I don't need to be in the picture, right? This is for the kids only. So I knew my why and my what. I just didn't know how. I just didn't know how to get there. So I remember this, this Sunday afternoon so clearly. I stumbled upon this inspirational woman and she was talking about her journey and how she converted her garage into a studio. And she'd built this beautiful body of work. Just And I sat at my screen mesmerized by the beauty I was seeing. And she was talking in tears about the struggles and how she grew her business from the ground up and, and talked about her fears. And I sat and I listened and I savored every word, every pose, every detail. And I mesmerized. I was just mesmerized by, by this incredible woman. I looked up to my husband and I said, she's telling my story. I want to be her, but she's doing what, what I want to be doing. So he was Sue, a woman in a male-dominated landscape for me, telling me uh, about how she uh, built her career and business, how she created a body of work that resonated with me for all the right reasons, talking a language I could finally understand because coming from a male perspective, it's all very technical. And she was talking like photography was a medium to tell a story, to share an emotional journey. And all of a sudden, photography was more than just F-stops and ISOs for me. So that was the time that I decided to quit my teaching job. I just, just pulled the trigger and say, let's go. Wow. I feel like you were so yeah. ready. It was just having that one, that one teacher. And I'm assuming you're talking about Sue Bryce. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> having that one person to empower you when you were so ready to take that leap. It's just, it's incredible. It's like the time and, and energy and place, it just all sort of collided. And I mean, you're a force to be reckoned with for sure. I mean, it's, it's amazing to hear that. I had no idea that that's how your story happened. Really cool. Yeah. Okay. So then seeing Sue on her very first creative life just changed my world. It just changed everything in it. I bet. I bet. So, so yeah. at that time that you found Sue, had you already been charging or were you still working for free at that point? No, I had been charging, but what I was charging, <laughs> like every photographer, uh, you have to start somewhere. <laughs> right. So right. Um, what I was doing to start somewhere uh, was looking around, uh, not knowing what I was really charging or even the value of what I was doing. I knew I knew it was valuable. I just didn't know a number mm -hmm. to, to put on it. Right, eh? right. So I looked to the next uh, photographer uh, in town or the next town. And uh, they were charging two, uh, two euros 50 for one four by six print. So that's what I did. Wow. Like that's really cheap. So that's what I did. Yeah. And how did, Little did, and how did know, that go? Uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> well, that went into overworking myself, showing yeah. a lot of images, uh, people getting tired of choosing images. It doesn't make you uh, sell more when you're that cheap. It just just makes you feel defeated after a while because you're doing this and you're fighting against yourself for the most part of it. So uh, it was really finding the value and how to price myself just came later when I started um, uh, 
going through the education on the SBE. Yeah. And how to price myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for charging $5 a photo is, I mean, there's no way, there's no way you can sustain that when you add in not only the shooting time and the time away from your family, there's the retouching, the editing, the, the uploading, going through them all, then showing them to the clients. I mean, all of that, it's like you're working for, you're basically still working for free in the end. Yeah. I still remember my awakening moment to that one, though. I had quit my teaching job and my husband has his own job, but he's a, he's a worker in a factory. It's not that he's a doctor or he has a, a, a big salary. So I needed to provide for my end of the family income as well. So no safety nets, savings gone, just me, my family, a big dream and taking a leap of faith. That was it. And I had two little babies at the time and I had fallen ill because I was not priced enough. My pricing was nothing. And I had to work all hours of the day. And I still remember feeling this overwhelming feeling of being defeated because I had to choose between helping myself and go to the doctor or or feeding my my newborns at the time. So, um, and food one, you have to put food on the table. Mm So that's a time I remember physically feeling sick, crying in the corner of my kitchen and my husband whispering, you have to turn this around, babe. You have to do something. Thinking if I want to make this happen, something needs to change and nobody's going to save me but me. I need to change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I had no business value. I had no service value. I had no sales value, not even a product value, really, because I was just pricing according to the prices that were next to me in my community. So I needed to up my business skills quick, smart and value my craft, value what I was creating. Like you said, most importantly, value my time spent away from my beautiful babies. Mm -hmm. So I had to up my pricing in increments that I could stand by Mm -hmm. because I was like so many others telling myself nobody's going to... (laughs) Uh, going to buy this uh, my photographs for the amount that the they sell them for in America, but uh, boy, do they do! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you price your yourself right and if you value yourself, I feel like it's more than just pricing, though, because it seems though you provide a service, you provide an experience to people, and just the the love and the care that you put into your art, your work is so, people can feel it when they come into your space. You were charging $5. You were making yourself sick because you were so overworked and so underpaid. You knew it was time for a change. Fast forward, what does it look like now for you? Tell us about, you know, what type of service do you provide? Are are you, um, you know, are you making more money? Let's let's get a picture of where you're at now. And then I kind of want to go through how, how you got there. My dream was to expand uh, my business in a more holistic branding, if you will, to create a beautiful space where clients could keep coming back long after they had a portrait experience with me. So it was important to build relationships and to keep them going. So f- to create that, I need to come back to my why because that was rooted in the promise I gave to my mother if I could create a portrait an experience of seeing yourself as other people that love see uh, that you see yourself like uh, other people that love you see you and help you to connect to your inner voice and accept you as you are now then I'd be creating so much more than just a photograph so in July 2019 we decided to move Uh, from my other studio into a beautiful old warehouse in town, just around the corner. I had walked by like a thousand times thinking "Mm, that might be something. And then my husband said, you really have to go in there. That's what you're looking for. And uh, so we did. And I created an in-studio beauty salon. I teamed up with an incredible woman, uh, Lynn, and she runs the beauty salon in my studio now. I have an uh, in-studio hair salon as well with my uh, sister-in-law, Heidi. She does the hairstyling. So people can come in um, apart from the portrait experience. They keep coming back for hair and makeup or for a facial or whatever. And I figured if we did that step forward, we could lower the threshold for clients, potential new clients to take that first breath of what we could create for them. 
or for other clients that uh, had their portraits taken by me to come back and uh, just have that little uh, replenish of confidence and self-love. So for me, it's all about building long-lasting relationships, not chasing the new ones. You went from having your Nikon D50 in a tiny little attic in the country, and now you have a full-blown salon in your studio. I mean, that's like, that's huge. That's amazing. How did you get there? Like, when you were when you were to the point where you were just so sick and struggling, and what did you do? How did you get to that point where you had clients and and the money was coming in. How did you, how'd you do it? Oh, I had to do it in, in baby steps and steps that I could, uh, uh, manage. So, um, again, I asked Sue for guidance and she helped me, uh, to, to clear my path and to, to set my goals into manage, manageable steps. So I had to up my skill set as a business owner, mostly because my skill set as a creative had its foundation. So I knew I was good there. But as a business owner, if you want to, um, have a long lasting business, that's a whole other ball game in itself. So I moved into my inner uh, city studio and grew my skill set as a creative business owner with every year uh, portrait experience that I am so honored to create. Um, and then uh, before moving into my uh, in studio um, beauty salon and hair salon. So that was my next step. But before that, I upped my skill set as a creative. And as a business, I uh, valued my craft. I uh, learned how to value what I was creating. But most of all, I learned how to value myself. And that's where um, SBE comes in for me. Because that's been an ongoing roller coaster ride of personal growth ever since I first started learning from Sue. Um, through her transformation platform, for example, I learned to, to, to work through my emotional blocks, my money blocks. Because they're all there. Mm, they Everybody are. has Oh, them. you're not kidding. Those money blocks, once I was able to work through those, I don't know if you ever saw the video on uh, the Sue Bryce Education website. It's called The Money Wheel of Misfortune. Have you watched that? Oh, I still go to it, back to it, if I need to, to, to re-listen to the messages. I do too. It's not just... I, I, I still yeah. go back to it. And it's like five years old. And I... Again, it's like the guilt that comes with charging or the not being able to hold on to the money once we do get paid and, you know, overspending, overgiving, giving away free things. I mean, I just remember experiencing all, all of that. And then finally, I was able to shift based on what Sue teaches around money. It just completely changed. Like for the first time I was out of debt in my, you know, I was in my mid thirties when I finally had this, was able to make these changes and had this revelation that, okay, like this is where I'm going wrong. And isn't it just an incredible thing to experience to, to be able to move forward in that way? Yeah, I know. If I have setbacks, because we all do, you go back and forth. At least I have a, a place where I can go back to and rewatch uh, videos with steps I can really implement again. And sometimes you need to hear things two, three times for for it really to sink in. At least that's what it does for me. It's a, it's an incredible yeah. uh, platform. So back when you were you know, this, this woman who just was struggling and crying in the corner with your husband encouraging you and you had your, your kids and now they, your family re relied on your income. What steps did you take? Were, did you design a new website? Did you, you know, how were you marketing? How are you getting the clients? How did you say that you were going to raise your prices? Like what exactly did you do? The first thing I had to own and see was my bank account and my numbers. I needed to know what I needed to make to sustain this business and to grow it. That was the first thing I needed to do. It wasn't uh, the other skills. I needed to go back to the very beginning and the very foundation of your business. So uh, if I was going to be this in this for the long run, I needed to, to go back to that, to the value of what I was doing and to, to put a price tag on it. And to know what to do, you just need to go back and, and, and look at all the costs um, 
that are um, included in doing business. It's not just taking a portrait and selling it. Yeah, it's all little steps in between that need to be paid as well. All the 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 the, the makeup artists, the hair, the product that goes in it, the time that goes in it, the the little cheese platter that you put, the drinks that go. It's so much more than just a, a piece of paper and a photograph. It's a whole experience in itself. So every little little bit counts. And now I know my numbers. I know where those prices come from. Luckily, um, for the beginners now, Sue has an, 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 a price list, a minimum price list it can start to follow. At least you'll get paid somewhat. Eh? It's, it's a beautiful starting point. And then you can, you, you can work your way up from there. But uh, at that time, 250 was my uh, first uh, <laughs> price. So now for one uh, image, um, it's 195 euros without the uh, file. I don't sell my files a la carte. It's only in the in the folio boxes that the files are included. So if people want the digitals, they need to go for a box. And for a box of 10, that's 1,500 euros. And um, and we go up from there. So, so I really needed to, to know the value of the product, the service, the time and everything in between. And then I could price myself. Do you remember when you got to that point when when you realized that you needed to start charging the industry standard? And like, do you remember your first sale when you made a large number of money that you weren't used to making? Yes, Yes, because I did a, a big dance and, and when the door closed, everybody went like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that's how you remember your first sale. But then, yeah, it's not it's not just that one sale. You have to keep them coming. You have to work. And it's hard work to keep that standard high. It's not just one big sale and then you're home and host. You have to do that every time over. But uh, um, I don't feel any shame or any reluctance when I say my numbers anymore or my prices anymore because I know what goes in them and I, I know it's a fair price for what I'm, I'm creating. And uh, people, I give my clients a choice whether they want to buy or not. You know, I don't take it personal anymore. It's not like, oh, you're not buying from me. Why? And that, should, that was the old in the beginning, me. Now it's, um, this is what I can offer you. This is what I can create for you. That's my price. And you take it or leave How it. How long ago was that, that you, that you really raised your prices so that you could be sustainable? Do you remember? Oh, I think that must have been around uh, 2013, 14, somewhere along those lines, because I, want, because I wanted my inner city studio. So I needed to, to provide money for that. So, uh, yeah, I needed to raise my prices quick smart and then how many shoots are you doing now i'm shooting almost every day so four to five shoots in a week in the morning so we work from tuesday uh, to saturday wow. the studio with the beauty salon is open uh, from monday to saturday so sunday is the only day off and um, every morning we have a shoot uh, being it from one lady to groups of five, ten, it doesn't matter. So every morning is shooting morning. And then the on, in the afternoons, we do the reveals, but not the same day reveals. I'm not that qu quick. <laughs> so either. within 10 days, <laughs> oh, I cannot do the same mm -mm. day reveal yet. Maybe I'll get there someday, but not today. And uh, within 10 days, I invite that client back in and, uh, and then they get to see their beautiful photographs and then we go from there. Do you mind my asking how much... Well, on average, how much your sales are at this point? My sales on average now in product sale uh, alone, my uh, sales are 2,500 euros. Wow. And my port assessing fee for one person, so that's not for two, for three, for one person is 235. So if you add them up, that's around um, 2,850 on average. Wendy, that's incredible. That's absolutely amazing. It is. In your tiny little town in Belgium. So where, you know, yeah. again, people who, are, who say that it's, you know, my, my town's too small. No one will pay that. So where are you getting your clients? How are you marketing to them? I'm marketing mostly uh, through um, 
social media mostly. Um, I use it as a tool for my uh, business. I don't put a lot of personal things on social mm-hmm. media. I really use it as a creative way to 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 get my message across. So I, I use it to connect to my audience through the uh, amazing stories I can tell through my work, show my work, and I give a voice to that message that I that I want to get out there to empower yourself, to give yourself chances to dream and chase them. That's what I, I, I just sell the experience more than I sell the, the images, I guess. And you do such a good job of that because I follow you on Instagram and I can, I see the stories. I see the behind the scenes. I see the before and afters and the before and afters that you post are so incredibly powerful. I mean, I'm like, Wendy, sign no. me up. Like, I want you to photograph me. The way that you, <laughs> you know, truly, you're so good at, at marketing on social media without seeming like you're even marketing. I mean, tell us a little bit about your before and afters. Well, the before and after for me is a a really powerful business tool because that's where it all originated from. That was what I did in the beginning because um, that's what I wanted to show. I wanted to show that it is an everyday woman that comes to the studio because at the beginning I got these comments like, oh, they're all models. No, they're not models. They're a woman just like you and me who wants to see herself in the best possible way. So... uh, I believe that what I desire most was to give um, authentic, if you give authentic kindness to somebody, if you give that forward and you get the same reaction back. So that's what I try to do with what I want to create. I really am interested in a woman in front of my lens. It's not just a game for me. This is, if you come to me, you better be ready to have an honest conversation. And um, that's when that little first hour of hair and makeup comes in. It just just helps them relaxed, relax a little bit more before the portrait session uh, takes on. And a lot of people, I have these beautiful stories when people come back and they say, my, my, my life just changed because something inside of them changes. And I can see it in their eyes with each and every portrait session. And it gives me goosebumps. It's like, now I'm ready. Just take a picture of me. And not the, the the mask they have on an everyday life. Right. Now, I know you said you do what, five or six shoots per week, which is amazing. Before you were that busy, did you have any tools that you were using? I mean, I know you said social media, but was there anything else that was really helping you bring customers in the door? Oh, I did everything Sue said from <laughs> A to Z and backwards. <laughs> and I still do to this day. Um, I use a voucher system. So I um, I used to go door to door and ask if they wanted to gift me to their clients. Now I have businesses ring me up and ask if they can buy the vouchers wow. to give to When you clients. said door to door, you meant, so that's, you mean you went from business to business, not to homes, but to businesses? Yeah. Okay. No, 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 gotcha. not to homes. No, no, no. But even the bakery shop uh, was an option for me. So I didn't just uh, go to a beauty salon or a hair salon. I, I Everybody there wanted to listen. I just, uh, this was not a game for me. I wanted to get my message out there and I wanted to chase that dream and, and uh, make good on the promise I made so many years ago. So actively go out there and show my work that was a that's what I do and that's what I did at the beginning as well so what's the voucher system tell me a little bit about that just for those of who are listening who don't know what a voucher system is can you tell me a little bit more about that the voucher system is is really Sue's idea idea it's not mine and uh, everything you need to know about the voucher system you can look up in SBE they even have beautiful templates for people that really don't know how to create the voucher and the wording mm-hmm. as that well. was me so you just <laughs> Translate. Yeah. I needed someone to design if you want it to for tra- me. <laughs> yeah, of course. And uh, even when you get busy, you just don't have the time to design it anymore. And and they have beautiful designs just ready to go. So then you have uh, people in Europe, and they'll say, "Yeah, but it's in English." Well, you translate it in the language that you are <laughs> in. But the system works. The system works, and the system is very simple. They give you to their clients. You create a beautiful experience for that woman and then you leave it up to them if they buy and if they buy well then you've done a good job if they don't buy you've done a good job as well because then you have you fold your photos to use in your marketing or whatever it's always been a win-win for me it's never because that that's what I sometimes hear in the community like I gave a voucher and they didn't buy anything so well 
you you have beautiful images to use in your marketing. Mm-hmm. So that's yay. Mm-hmm. Yay for you. At least you're working. At least you're growing. Yeah, I love that about you. You find the positive in everything. You truly do. And and just having known you for a little while now, I, I, I just, I love that. Small town, doesn't matter. You're going to make it work. Not having a lot of clients, yeah. I'm going to go door to door to the businesses in my community. I mean, you just, you always find a way to make it work. And yeah. and I love that. Yeah. I've never had, had to really uh, wait until people came to me for some reason. And I like to believe that my mother is at the basis of that because that's, uh, that keeps my, uh, my heart warm, but I really had to do the, the work. You cannot sit in your studio and wishing for people to come or wishing the phone could ring. You really have to do uh, active things all every day, just little things, just just create a voucher, create a magazine, create a flyer, uh, go to your bakery shop and give them a voucher to come to you and, and ask them to, like, like it's Valentine's yeah. Day, go to your flower shop, let them give them with a beautiful bouquet. Uh, there's so many ways. That's what I learned from, from a young age. Just keep going. There's so many ways to look don't get stuck on the problem. Get into solutions. Look for for opportunities and and actively go get That's them. That's so true. And and what you said about putting the work in up front. It, and correct me if I'm wrong. You had said that originally you were knocking on doors and giving out gift vouchers for businesses to give to your clients. And now to their, I'm sorry, to their clients. And now businesses in your community are coming to you saying, "Can I have vouchers?" Or is that right? Yes, that's, that's so right. awesome. So you put the time in and then it comes back to you tenfold. It's like a snowball effect. And I experienced the same thing with networking groups where I started to go to women's networking groups and it wasn't this instant, oh, I went to one meeting and booked all of these photo shoots. I mean, people have to learn about you. They have to learn about your work. They have to hear their friends talk about their experience with you or maybe someone they know in the business world. And the next thing you know, once it starts going and the ball starts rolling, I mean, it just, it just keeps going. I, in Seattle, I, Wendy, I haven't been to a networking meeting in like two, over two years and I still get referrals. I still have women coming to me from someone that they knew who was in a networking group with me or someone on Facebook. That's who's, amazing. It's, it's incredible. It, but, but I will say, and I'm sure this is the same with you, where you have to put that hard work in up front. It, it's, it's not just people aren't just going to knock on your door. I mean, you've got to really take the steps. But the beauty is, is there's a business plan and, and a formula that's there. We just have to do it and find what works for you. And what works for me might be different. You know, you went, you did the business to business route. I did the networking group route and it worked great for both of us. So it just depends on what works for each person. Of course. And that's the beauty about what Sue teaches. She gives you the tools. She gives you the steps, the know-how that it took her years to, to find out. It's all there, even written. If you don't like it written, she'll say it to you. And you, But you have to do the work. Yeah. Don't wish it to happen. Do the work. Absolutely. It's been an ongoing roller coaster ride of of personal growth mostly. Ever since I first started learning from Sue, I, I've upped my skill set in every way possible. My business skill set, my uh, my creative skill set. So um, I had to work my way up in increments. In 2014, 15, I decided to quit my teaching job and just pull the trigger and just move forward. Uh, so we built an annex uh, studio next to the house I was living in that day, or t- at the time. And then after that, um, I suddenly discovered that I wanted uh, to, to have an inner city studio because in my mind, it would have created more work. I was already uh, having clients from all over the country uh, coming in, but I was in the middle of, of this uh, potato country. So the cows were looking into the studio and I thought that if I, if I would have, if I would have a bigger studio, then I would at least be more professional. That's Mars way, uh, way of thinking. So I asked Sue for guidance again, and she really gave me like steps to use, um, to get there. So mind mapping and, and visualizing and, and creating these lists and every day I kept building. And after a few months, uh, I was uh, I was in my inner city studio in a, in, in a little side road of the, the marketplace I was uh, uh, living in. And uh, people started to come and, from all over. But your inner city 
your inner city is not like Chicago. Or no, New York. I mean, no, no, no. It's, it's still it's a, a very tiny. It's a church and that's it. A <laughs> right, church, a bakery right. shop and that's it. It's not a big <laughs> right. city. No, but it's very cute. I just cute, wanted though. to clarify. No, 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 yeah. no, no. It's yeah. adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an adorable little market space where two market thingies stand on Saturday with uh, one with the... Uh, uh, um, vegetables, the other with fruit, and that's it. Eh? Uh, but anyway, people started to 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 write to me and uh, asking me to go to to Paris or uh, asking me to go to Ireland, and I and I would shoot there because, if I'm honest, give me any square meter in the whole world, and I'll do my thing. I don't need the big studio to do what I do. That's not why I wanted the bigger studio. I just wanted to 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 have a space that looked professional, eh? But um, I soon discovered that wasn't it. That wasn't why people were coming to me because it's not it's not that that makes them come to me. It's what I can offer them. It's it's the experience that I can offer them, and I wanted to expand that experience. So, 2018, my sister left the business because she wanted to do something else because she was my business partner at the time. And that was my trigger to go even bigger and to to expand and partner up with another uh, incredible woman and then to build my dream, a studio that I've always wanted to build. And that was with the uh, in-studio salon and hairdressing uh, salon as well. So uh, that was a bit the, the timetable I went through the steps I needed to take to to get where I am today. But you are one of the hardest working people I've ever met. I mean, truly. And and you love what you do so much. It's just, it's really, really remarkable. Well, that's what I keep saying to people. There, there simply are no words in any language to fully describe how much I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, cannot, I cannot explain it. When I'm in that creative energy, when I'm in that, that mode, something just takes over. I don't know what it is. And people tell me when you hold your camera, you're a different person. I, I don't know where it comes from. Maybe it's not even me. I don't know. I don't know where this comes from, but it's this overwhelming feeling of wanting to create and wanting to connect through soul mm-hmm. that is feeding my desire to yeah. work. Wendy, if, what would you tell someone who is maybe struggling in, in kind of a smaller market, a smaller area? I mean, what would you tell them if they were saying that they just they can't do it in a small market? I had that question this morning. Somebody said, I'm from the Netherlands and uh, it will never work mm. here. So if you ask me that question and then I'll, I'll tell you the answer. But if you, if you respond with yes, but then my hairs in my neck <laughs> <laughs> come up right. <laughs> because I know, I know the biggest struggle people have is their own minds. It's all in your head. If you tell me this is not going to work, that's in your head. Because I can tell you it does work. I just needed to get out of my own way. And, and I, I, I would say to that person, stop making it all about you. Bring it back to service. Steer away from I want to be the rock star mentality. And if you want to do this business for the long run, let go of your ego and and stop making it about you. That's what I tell everybody who works with me here. Leave your ego at the door. When a client walks into your door, it's all about her or him. Because we shoot uh, women and men now. So connect with your clients. Listen. Really, really listen to what they say. What they want. What they want you to deliver. Listen to what their needs are. And build relationships. It's far more easy, in my opinion, to work with somebody who already loves you and loves your work than to chase a new client. Mm-hmm. So build long-lasting relationships. That's what it's all about in business. Absolutely. And I still remember... One of the biggest gifts Sue gave me, that was during uh, our workshop in Versailles. I was an attendee at the very first one. And I was uh, taking portraits, photographing. And I could hear Sue say, Wendy, keep moving. You need to look f- <laughs> You need to look at it from all different angles. And to this day, her words still stick by me because that is what business is to me. You need to keep looking for different angles always. You need to keep moving. Be creative in the way you do business. Be creative in your business thinking. I'll always evolve and grow along the way, looking for new ways to approach lighting, posing, 
uh, outfits, whatever, but keep moving. At least. That's what I said to you this morning. Start, not the what if this and the what and how much. Get going, start, get that ball rolling and, and grow along the way. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I'm sitting here listening to you and and here I am, this you know Midwest American girl living in Michigan. And everything that you're saying is so true for me here And I'm wondering, I'm so curious if you see that the American sort of market and the European market are any different, because I'm thinking, especially with women, when you're focusing on photographing women, I feel like regardless of which country you live in, all women want to feel cared for and beautiful and have an amazing experience. I mean, you've got so much great insight on this. I mean, what do you think? I think it's the the creative soul doesn't know any language or your soul or your heart doesn't know any language. It just knows the language of love. So if you start from that, if you start from authentic kindness, if you start from from being in a, in a space of service, you cannot go wrong. If you if you connect to people, if you if you if you get out of your own way and just talk to people, that's the first. Talk to people and listen to them. You cannot go wrong. I think it's it's not a matter in which country you're in. It's 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 what's in your head, what's in your mind at the time. If you can stop the noise in your mind saying this is never going to work. If you leave that behind, then you get the wings. Then you absolutely get going. And, and everything you're saying is just it's so powerful and it resonates so much. And I'm thinking back to when you were in the corner of your kitchen, just so upset, wondering how you were going to do this. And look where you're at today, because you took action and, and you give service with love and you continue to get better and better at your craft and what you do. And I mean, when you think back, can you believe how different things are now compared to when you were having that moment of just real stress? Oh, I said that to my husband the other day. The journey we've walked is just incredible. But I couldn't do what I do today, and I keep saying that, without him standing behind me, uh, willingly taking his place in my shadow, because that's what he does. He takes over all the other stuff. He's an incredible man that that just, from little stuff, uh, just making sure I have food in my mouth (laughs) because I keep going uh, and, and taking care of the kids. You need to be surrounded by people who love to see you grow also. And being in that little corner in my kitchen, yes, I felt despair and yes, I felt defeated. And yes, I thought to myself, how am I going to do this? But never, ever once. And not my, my husband also said, this is not going to work. We were so convinced this was what I was meant to do. And I feel it in every fiber in myself that this is what I was put on this earth for. So never ever did I did I question, is this something that will work? Everybody said, oh, you have a teaching job. Stay with the teaching job. That's more easy and that's more safe. And everything in me said, no, that's not what I wanted to do. So uh, you have to listen to your inner voice, what triggers you, what gives you joy. That's the, and sometimes it's not even portraits because I can see a lot of my, my uh, colleagues fighting to get their portrait studios up and to get it up and running. And sometimes it's not, maybe that's not your path. Maybe that's some, there's something else that you need to be doing if, you, if you're fighting against yourself so much. Maybe that's not the route that you need to take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we all have our passion. We all have the things that we're so great at. And, and I'm sitting here thinking the, the passion that you have for this. I love being a photographer, Wendy. I love what I do. I love making women feel beautiful. I have to say though, that, that you are, you have a really special gift, like quality for making people feel special for making people feel Thank you. And, uh, amazing. And just having this, this really wonderful experience, you know, and, and it's, it's funny too, because I think we've all got our superpowers. Um, yours is absolutely, well, all, one creating your portraits and two is, is truly, like I said, that passion and it's, it's, it's remarkable. And I, I think it's so cool that you're doing this. Yeah. I'm a 150% in kind of girl or not at all. <laughs> you have to, you have to take me as I am. Um, and I'm not for everyone. I must say, um, my passion is what drives me, but it's also what, um, some people I've been told that I should get in trouble with what I say, but there's no filter on what 
what I'm going to say <laughs> anyway. And uh, it's a big surprise what comes out of my mouth as much as it is for the, the, the one receiving it. But um, I really, really, really am passionate about people and connecting to people. And I chose photography to be my medium. And every day is different. The light is different. The client is different. The story and the why is different. And maybe that's my Gemini speaking. <laughs> um, I, lo I love change. But uh, like I said before, there's, there, there simply are no words enough in any language to fully describe just how, how lucky and how grateful I am to be living the life that I even maybe not even dare to dream of having all those time or at the very beginning. Well, okay, so that leads me to a question. Do you think if you if you hadn't found Sue or photography, what do you think you might be doing today? How, how different do you think your, your life might look? Huh, maybe I still will be teaching. I don't know. Um, it would definitely be something with people uh, because that's what I, that's where I got <laughs> got in trouble with my teaching because um, I always got the hard classes. I always got the 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 ones with the with the most difficult students, and then they said, "How do you do it? How do they connect with you and not get into the?" Because you listen, you listen, and you look at the person in front of you. There's no there's no one way to deal with everybody. Everybody's different, and every Everybody's triggered differently. And if you really sit down and take, because time is the most precious thing you can give to someone. If you take the time to really sit down, listen, and look at the person in front of you, now that's a whole different ball game. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling I know why you ended up with the classrooms with the hardest most difficult students because they knew you could handle it and they knew you would reach that person. And I guarantee you that's why they put those kids in your class. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> but I love I yeah, but I love the, the hard ones because if you really get them going, well, then you have uh, a relationship for mm -hmm. life. And, and, and I haven't been to your, your latest new studio, but I remember at the studio that I was in and for people who are curious about what it looks like, you had a separate room for hair and makeup, a smaller room, and then you had another room. Um, I'm trying to uh, meters. I'm not sure. I, I, I would guess it was, I don't know, maybe 200 square feet. No, not that not big. That big. It, well, the the space I was shooting in was uh, three by four meters. So I don't know what. Okay, that is so in, nine in, by in twelve feet. Wow, I'm way off. Okay, my yeah. geometry. Let's say that's not one of my superpowers. So, <laughs> so you, I mean, minimal. You had very minimal things in there. You had a couple posing boxes. You had your backdrops. You had your light. I mean, that was pretty much it. A hair dryer, a fan. You don't. You don't need a lot to create the most amazing portraits. I love that you also keep it simple. Yeah, and still here, it's still the same equipment. It's only a bigger space, and I use a little corner of that big space. <laughs> right, right. That's what I. That's what I said to Heidi. And we have all this big, beautiful space, and I still go to a little corner because that's what. That's only what I need. Give me a beautiful soul and beautiful light, and that's all right. what I really need. I don't need the big equipment. The big equipment just helps a little bit more. But um, it's like when you have a Porsche and you don't know how to ride a Porsche, or you don't have. A driver's license, uh -huh. then you then it's just a Porsche. It's still it's still a big. Uh, how do you, you put that? The thing where you put flowers in. A and, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a, if you don't know, know how to use it, it doesn't do anything. It's now now I feel ready to to step into studio lighting and to because I know where I want to go and I know what I want to create mm -hmm. more. Are you using but, natural um, light now? I'm using natural light now because I broke my B1. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I broke it in the last, um, I was so proud of myself for having a B1. I was, and I was really having a ball uh, trying to, to create different lighting setups with it. And the last uh, shoot of the year, I broke it in the very last setup. And I remember Heidi's eyes going big, like, <laughs> what are we going to do now? And I said, Heidi, we've done it years without the B1. Right. We can do this. <laughs> like I had to get her back into, <laughs> like, we can do this. I, kn I know how to do the basics, but now I'm ready to to really get creative with uh, with lighting and posing and take it a step Oh, up. I'm so excited to see and what you create. And I feel excited. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I feel yeah, I really feel excited for the next step up. I know you've got the salon now and I know 
things are just really, really great for you. So where do you see yourself going from here? Uh, from here, I really want to uh, take it back a little. <laughs> I really want to work on myself a little bit more this year. And because I've been told that creativity finds you best in, uh, in um, times when you feel relaxed. So I've been chasing and chasing my dreams so fast and I'm, I'm, I really am a workaholic. So it never, I never really leave my business behind. But anyway, I want to create these little moments of bliss where I can really work for myself and create stuff that resonates with me. So uh, I'll try to do that this year and um, really create beautiful content and beautiful work that, um, that makes my heart sing in between all the other stuff because I really, really enjoy connecting with people and, and, and telling stories. Oh, this, I, I, I'll be doing this until I cannot push a button anymore. Um, you just give me a wheelchair chair and a camera and I'll still be uh, taking portraits. I cannot see myself do anything else, but I really want to up my skills. I really want to learn light even more, maybe fly over to, uh, to the other side of the pond and uh, experience um, some incredible workshops there. But um, I really want to expand myself as a business owner, a creative and a, and a human even more this uh, this year. I have loved listening to your story so much. I just have a couple more questions. And I ask these to all of our guests on the podcast. And because you're such a minimalist with what you shoot, I'm curious how you're going to answer this. What is something you can't live without when you're shooting? Oh, what I what I cannot live without? Maybe my, my little piece of foam mm -hmm. core <laughs> to reflect light back because light is, is what it does what creates the portraits. That's what, uh, what I cannot live without. And then what, how do you spend your time when you're not photographing? I know you do your own retouching and pretty much everything that comes with creating the portrait. So when you do have time, what do you, how do you spend it? Oh, um, as my family and friends might tell, and as you know, Nikki, I am a workaholic. That's what I hear. And that's what's right. So I am a workaholic and I'm proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> but so my creative brain never really shuts down. Even in my free time, I still be thinking about work and I'll still be looking through magazines, flipping through books, looking at uh, television or movies and uh, looking for new creative ways to implement in my shoots or be it lighting, be it something or a sentence that I can use in my marketing. So you can ask uh, even Lynn, Lynn that does the beauty salon in my uh, new studio. When she's giving me a facial, I really enjoy touch. Mm -hmm. That's my uh, love language, probably. But when she, she has me on the table, that's where we brainstorm. And that's where we really <laughs> get into the, the new, creative, exciting business ways, how we can both market our businesses. But what I love most in my free time is what my mother taught me. And that is make every moment count with the people I love most. And for me, that's cooking. Cooking a big, beautiful family meal. Uh, being in that creative space of, of cooking together, creating something together, sitting around the table and enjoying what you've created and having a beautiful, rich conversation with the people I love most, talking dreams, creating memories. Wow, very powerful. And what's your favorite inspirational quote? My favorite inspirational quote is one of Little Women, the movie of the book. Uh, time erodes such beauty, but what it cannot diminish is the beautiful workings of your mind, your humor, your kindness, and your moral courage. These are the things I cherish most in you, because that's what I'm looking for when beautiful. I, when in every conversation I have and everybody I meet. I know it's 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 a little bit weird sometimes being my portrait photography is is rooted in in, in beauty that you would steer away from it. But that's what I believe. The the authenticity and the kindness, if you give that forward and everything you do, then you get that, like you said, back in tenfold. And that's what gives me energy. That's what gives me joy. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then last question. I know you alluded to this a little bit already, but what would you say to people who are just getting started? Um, look for solutions. Keep moving, like Sue said Keep moving, be different, be creative in your business thinking, give service, stop making it about you, listen to what your client wants, connect, May build relationships with the clients, 
continuously and 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 constantly actively get your work out there get your message out there get the stories out there up your skill set value value your craft value yourself value your time and know your numbers start from there and, and build your your way up whilst you are are growing going through the experience because oh boy it's 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 not it's a roller coaster and it's up and down but it's so worth mm-hmm. it it sure if is. you really want want this work for it Go for oh, it. So beautiful. Everything you've had to say is so beautiful from the start talking about your mother to the advice you give and everything that you bring to your work is just beautiful. So thank you so much, Wendy. I really, really appreciate you talking to me. Where can people find you if they want to look at your work or just check out what you do? Oh, they can most find me on uh, Instagram. That's where you see my latest work uh, at zoomfotoatelier.com. You can find me. That's our website. And on Facebook, there you'll find uh, my uh, Facebook page, Zoom Photo Atelier. It's all, I keep it minimalistic even there. <laughs> it's all simple to find. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to spell out Zoom Photo Atelier just because um, I want to make sure that you can easily find Wendy on Instagram and Facebook because not only is her work absolutely stunning, but I want you to check out how she does use Instagram and Facebook to market her business because she's so she just does it so beautifully. So it's spelled Z-O-O-M-F-O-T-O-A-T-E-L-I-E-R. That's how you can find her. Go check her out and give her some love because she just, she really deserves it. Thank you so much, Nikki, for this. Thank you, Wendy. And we will talk soon. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35 and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love. And there are posing downloads, lighting downloads. I mean, truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.